Round one. Fight. <laughs> himself scott o'shaughnessy what is happening my friend how we doing doing good brother what's going on how you doing ah wonderful man thank you for taking the time out and uh, appreciate you spending a little bit of time with me in the bw sports one world getting ready for a big fight huge <laughs> yeah you it, know it, so it's a big one yeah it is i mean so before we get into the bkfc Let's give the BW Sports One world a little bit of background on, you know, the Irish Spartan himself. I know you got a, a big, uh, a hefty line of MMA career fights. So kind of yeah. just kind of talk about, you know, where you're from, where your uh, combat sports uh, career started and how it's evolved. Yeah. So I'm, I'm from Slidell, Louisiana. Um, I started, you know, this whole journey back in uh, 05. I started training with uh, with Rich Clemente. Who obviously Melvin has some has his own history with, but Rich, I, I trained with Rich for hell, uh, you know, over a decade. I was one of his main training partners on his good runs in the UFC and stuff, and just I've uh, been doing this for a long time. Brown belt Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. Um, yeah, it's been a journey. I turned pro in, in 2010, started fighting in 05, so I got you know 15, 16 years of a uh, of, of you know fight time and over 20 pro fights, over you know over 40 fights. You know, all in all, including boxing and uh, kickboxing, amateurs, all that stuff. So, I'm, I'm definitely not new to the game. That's dead. that's no lie, sir. <laughs> definitely been around for a little bit. So let's talk about. It. You mentioned your opponent's name, Melvin Gallard. That's right, folks. The ex UFC guy coming over BKFC, fighting Scott on his debut fight. Scott, how did you feel? Let's see. How did you feel when you got that call and saying, "Hey." We're going to bring you into the BKFC, but here's your opponent for the first time. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it was. You know, I got a call from uh, from Nick, uh, my manager, Nick Sherlock and Jeff Hoffman. They were like, hey, we got an opportunity for you. You know, the BKFC is talking about you. And obviously, it's hell yeah, it sounds awesome. And they're like, it's they want you to fight Melvin Gallard. <laughs> you know, it, first of all, he's he's a uh, he's a legitimate name. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt about it. He's 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 well known throughout the sport. You could probably go anywhere in the MMA community and they'll know who that is. So there's some notoriety there. But for me, given that this sport is something that's right, you know, fits in my coattails pretty good in my wheelhouse, I don't mind it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a tough fight. Absolutely. A lot of people might want an easier route on their first debut to see, you know, a new thing. I understand that. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot more to be gained you know, from, from, from a victory over such a notable name and such a well-respected fighter. So I couldn't be more ecstatic, honestly. I, I, I love the opportunity. I like the matchup. He's going to bring a good fight. He's going he's gonna to be a tough it, – it's just a feather in the cap, you know, to, to, to get a victory or just to get a good fight against a guy like that. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. 
Yeah, like you said, just to have a good fight alone against a name that big in the in the fighting world, I mean, could set you off on a good start in the BKFC. Now, when you get, and I say when, when you get your arm raised that night, that's going to completely blow the career up, and hopefully so. It, it's it's going to be a game changer for me, and I think there's a lot of things that I bring to the table. I, obviously, I'm, I, I feel as I'm a very talented fighter, but I'm not just a run-of-the-mill brawler type fighter i'm a well-spoken guy you know i i try to do things a different way I, you know i i want to make this a big thing for me you know both professionally and personally mm-hmm. and this like i said this is a foot in the door and i really truly believe there's going to be a really good relationship built between me and the bkfc and this is just a starting point for it i truly believe that good definitely i'm looking forward to seeing it for sure so let me let, let's kind of Backstep up a little bit from MMA to bare knuckle. What made you decide that, okay, this is the way to go for me now? I'm getting a little older. Um, I'm, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I got a lot of miles on me, 35 years old. Um, oh. <laughs> look, I, in, the, in, in, in pro athlete years, I'm, I'm, I'm a freaking, I'm almost ancient. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm with you. But this is something that really fits what I do. Everybody probably says that it's right up, but I mean, it's just the truth. I've, I'm a hard puncher. I got a good defense. Um, and I think that this is just a sport and an Avenue that I could take that fits in exactly what my game plan would be. If I was fighting Melvin and MMA, Mm -hmm. it'd be no different. You know, I'm just, it's just, it's now I just have, I don't have to worry about the things that he's got to do. I can just really fine tune everything into one avenue, which is throwing hard punches and have a good defense. And uh, it just makes the training a little bit that much more focused and centralized. And I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the change of pace right now between MMA training and then bare knuckle boxing training. It's, it's going really well. So let's hear the difference. And I've talked to several uh, bare knuckle fighters over the past few weeks, Mm -hmm. but let's hear your aspect of the difference in between just the training style. Now, granted, we know that there's no ground game, you know, there's no knees and elbows. There's no Muay Thai, no kickboxing part. So obviously, yes, you're focused on the hands, but what are the, what are the different things that you're bringing into this fight camp compared to other fight camps, just in the boxing part of it? It's, it's more, it's more, it's focused on just pure combinations, volume, and just really getting just comfortable throwing large amounts of punches. A lot of times in MMA, it's one, two shots, leg kick, one, two shots, shoot. Very rarely do you see guys just stay in the pocket and just exchange. It's just not something that we typically do in MMA. There's guys that do it, but it's not typical. It's typically the striking is only setups for takedowns and things like that. That's how it really MMA works. Wrestling is such a big factor. Mm-hmm. This is obviously that that's, doesn't come into play. Right. It's just punch. It's punch, move, punch, move. But it's moving to set up other strikes. It's not moving to set up knees or elbows or kicks or takedowns. It's punching for the sport of punching. And that's something, again, you look at, you don't have what we'll have to worry about. What am I open for? Will this combination make me susceptible to a takedown or to a leg kick? That doesn't really exist here. You can really be comfortable throwing just hands. And the downside of that isn't as broad. You can be more just committed to throwing hard punches, understanding that they're coming back at you, but knowing that's all that's coming back at you. You know what I'm saying? So 
there's just there's this little bit less to, to focus on and that makes training a little bit easier but also you can fine tune it and you can really focus on what do I, what can I become better? This camp's not jujitsu or this camp's not wrestling. It's all this all day. And that's all we're working on. And I can deal with that. I'm really, and I'm, like I said before, I'm really enjoying it. Well, good. So let's, let's throw this question out there as a, as a fan looking in. Yeah. Over the 16 year career that you've had in MMA, what has been your two part question, your favorite fight of your career and your hardest opponent so far in your in your fighting career? I fought a lot of I fought a lot of guys that are, that are tough. I try to always pick my opponents based off who is you know the best available in the in that that time. I fought a lot of guys. Eric Scallon was a hell of a fighter that I fought. I've, I've had and I, I mean I fought. It's hard to name to say one specifically. I fought pretty much. If you think of all the best guys Louisiana has to offer, for the most part, I fought them. Thomas Webb. You know, there's. A lot. There's a lot. Um, I mean, I fought for Bellator. It's probably one of the ones that really adds a lot of memory to it because it was on a big platform. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but so I guess if I had to pick and choose what's the I mean, I won a couple, you know, local titles. Um, there's a lot of good memories. But I mean, fighting for Bellator was a big one. Um, knocking out Romales Thompson was a big one. He was a, he was a less experienced guy at the time, but still you win. You win a, a, a championship belt it's kind of a cool thing mm -hmm. you know, my kids my kids have that hanging in their room now um but as far as i think my favorite fight probably was against thomas webb okay. for me only because he's a hell of a fighter and we went the distance um i lost a close decision i thought i won it um but i was okay with that um but that's probably my favorite fight even i, I wasn't even victorious in it um but it just i thought it was just a good tough fight which is kind of the reason why we do this to begin with you know there's some of us who want you know the cupcakes. We want the easy routes. Those guys exist. The 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 pick them the pick them fighters. But I've never been that guy. I want I want somebody to push me, and I want to I want to fight the best version of somebody. And I think I fought a hell of a version of Thomas that night. So that was probably my favorite fight. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Um, come the nineteenth with Melvin too. So I want to I want to fight a good Melvin. Well, I, th I, th I think let's hope knock on wood as a fan. I definitely want to see the best of both of you in that, in that ring at the same time, just you know, going out and leaving it all out in the, in the ring to kind of go with what you said a little, just a minute ago about, you know, being the, the, not necessarily winning the fight, but it was your favorite because you felt like you left it all in the ring and you, and you know, you, st you weren't victorious, but just that feeling of, of uh, accomplishment of knowing that you left it all out there. I mean, how does that feel to a, a, a person as yourself or any fighter per se, not getting the win, but yet knowing that you gave it your all? Yeah. And I, I've heard a lot of people say this before. Um, this isn't, it's fighting. It's not, a, it's, it's not the sport of, of winning. You know what I mean? It's the sport of fighting. Obviously winning is just, a, it's a, it's a side effect and it's a, something that we get from, good preparation mixed with, you know, a good performance. We want to win, but a fighter wants to fight. There's nothing worse going out there and, and, and either losing quickly or sometimes you even get dissatisfied, believe it or not winning quickly. Yeah. You know, we, we bust our ass training. And, and of course, if you win soon, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, but there's something to be said, knowing that I've trained my body and my mind so hard, so meticulously, and we get in the ring or we get in a cage and we leave everything there and win or lose, there's honor in that. And I think there's, that's kind of the main thing that a lot of fighters look for. This is a, this is an honorable sport and um, it should be treated as such. And I, and I enjoyed 
leaving everything there. That's what fans come to see. They come to see the knockouts. They come to see that stuff too, but they come to see two people laying on the line. And um, there's a lot to be noted for that. No matter what sport you're in, whether it's bare knuckle, MMA, whatever, people want to see a good fight and they want to see two guys leave every freaking thing there. There's no reason to take it back with you. The work's done. Leave that shit in the ring. That's Absolutely. what I would say. I've always, I've always been the guy that says, you, if you're able to walk around backstage after a fight, you didn't fight hard enough. I've always <laughs> felt that way. I'm, I'm serious. I've always felt that way. Yep. Whatever I have in me, training, everything, that shit stays there and it doesn't come with me. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's my attitude towards fighting. It always has been. Well, like you just said, in other words, you know, win or lose, no matter what, leave it all in the cage or ring yep. or how, you know, whatever your realm of sport is. Now, I have a feeling that you've never had your your toughest fight in the cage or in the ring because, you know, your day job <laughs> is something that just, I mean, you know, you work down in Louisiana, and I'll let you tell the story, but, you know, I don't think the cage in the ring has ever been your toughest opponent. And elaborate <laughs> on this of why I'm saying it that way. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. <laughs> I'm a I'm a police officer. I'm a detective now, and I, I investigate major crimes, all that murders, rapes, stuff like that. Um, I'm a, I'm on I'm a SWAT team operator, so we're the guys knocking down doors, going after the baddest guys around here. Um, so <laughs> to say that my toughest fights have not been. In a professional fighting environment is an understatement. They have not been. Um, I've, I've not to go into a lot of detail with stuff I've experienced, but I've experienced every single thing there is in law enforcement, um, up to and including gunfights. Um, I've been in those things too. So, yeah, that turns the volume down a little bit when it comes to stepping in a in a professional fighting environment. I mean, there. I, I could give two shits what that person's going to do to me, you know, or what they could try to do to me. I've seen it. I've done held a lot worse and walked out and not only walked out, but continued fighting through it. Right. Um, I didn't run away from the, from the hard stuff. I stayed in the fight. Just like I'm going to stay in the fight. Anytime I step inside of a ring. Yeah, this is, you know, it, it, the, the, the fear aspect people say, you know, there's, there's fear, there's fear of, of underperformance. There's no fear as far as what can this person do to me? I could give two shits. So that that's Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, and I would say that uh, in your shoes, obviously, nobody can disagree that you are saying it absolutely 100% correct that nobody gives a shit. You don't give a shit who they put up in front of you in that ring or cage because they're not going to pull out a gun and try to shoot you, they're not going to pull out a knife and try to stab you. Now, God forbid if they ever did, holy <laughs> hell, and the commission's got a problem on their hands, <laughs> yeah, major problem, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and this is just off the wall question. How many times have you seen, you know, a, a wanted poster in your office, got somebody that you're looking at and be like, man, I just want to get him in the ring or the cage. <laughs> Let me have fun with it. Especially with the types of crimes that I work. I, those thoughts do come into my mind. <laughs> I'm sure it does, bit. you know, with 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 uh, domestic violence and, you know, rape and, and yeah. people, you know, touching kids. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'm not going to get started on that, but I think that if I seen a wanted poster in my office, I'd be, I'd be happily signing a fight with that guy. And then, then I can arrest him because I got him afterwards. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's those thoughts happen, but, um, gotta be a pro man. 
Yeah, yeah. you do. You do. <laughs> I mean, you got a professional fighter and a professional uh, detective now. And congratulations on the promotion because it's been how long now? Couple uh, years? I was I got promoted to detective in the end of seventeen, and I went to major crimes as a promotion at the end of uh, at the beginning of eighteen. So I've been major crimes since twenty eighteen. Gotcha. Now, how has – I don't know how it's like in Louisiana. I'm up here in Indiana, so I know that, you know, COVID took a major toll up here. Yeah. How was COVID down there as far as your your training? Because I, I know that there's kind of a, a window in there between your MMA and now your bare-knuckle fights. You know, how did that how did that all come about it, down there with your training? Honestly, especially because at the beginning of it, you know, my focus was always – was MMA, so – Vita Jiu-Jitsu is my home. That's my gym, right? Um, Greg Lappin, the, my buddy, he's actually a SWAT team buddy of mine. He He's the one that uh, runs that gym. And to us, at, at one point, he says, look, we're training. And um, he opened the doors, and we and we just said, screw it, and we, and, and we trained. Um, so it didn't, whether that was the right thing or the wrong thing to do, we got we, we had the kind of people that we are, I think – not training and taking ourselves away from something that we're used to. It's almost like therapeutic for us. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of negative side effects of that. So we just, we, we just, we trained and we fought through it and luckily, you know, it, it all worked out. Nothing bad happened to nobody, right. uh, but it didn't, it didn't really affect us uh, to be honest. Then transition into bare knuckle. That's one of the good things with, with, with this. I don't need a lot of the equipment. I don't need a lot of room. You know, we're fighting in a phone booth anyway, in my mind, you know, so give me, give me a set of pads and a training partner and we can, we, we can get working. I like it. I love the mindset, man. I really do. Now, it kind of you don't have to give me the full the the full camp training process, but as far as Melvin Gillard in front of you, how how are you tra- how are you training for this fight? You know, obviously it is your first bare knuckle, and we've kind of talked about that. But how are you training for this person? You know, it, obviously I, I'm a student of the game. No matter who it is, I try to. And luckily, with a guy like Melvin, there's there's tape on him for days. Um, even bare knuckle fights, he's got, he's got enough fights to where I can get, you can watch some video and see tendencies and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of taking the tendencies that we see his strengths, his weaknesses, and putting that into play as far as things we want to do, or maybe things we even don't want to do. Um, and just kind of curtail that into an environment, uh, of just game plan in that aspect. But for the most part, it's just conditioning, making sure that I can throw every single combination that I can throw. And every time we get into those exchanges, I'm I'm throwing with ferocity and I'm throwing with speed and strength that doesn't really deviate or change. It stays consistent. So that's, that's what I really want. I'm a strong guy. I've always been a strong guy. Um, and I'm trying to match that strength with conditioning that doesn't fade. And if I can keep that up for five twos, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for, for Melvin. Melvin's a hell of a fighter. Um, and I, I know I'm in for a good one. But I'm I'm prepared for that, and I'm I'm I know it, you know, in my heart I know it. I'm I'm ready to to take that dance and do that just do that work with them. Well, I know I'm I'm definitely ready to see it, and I know a lot of other people are ready to see this. And one more question before we kind of go into the rapid knockout, and I'll explain that here in a second. But okay. now, obviously, I know that you've uh, for sure taken a bare knuckle hit over your years of oh, yeah. either. The professional side, day job, or the you know the the fighting professionally. What is the difference? And I've taken it not in a legal setting in bare knuckle, but you know I've grown from those days. Right. Um, how is it different from taking a punch, whether it be a boxing glove 
you know, 12 to 16 ounces to an MMA glove, which is four to six ounces to nothing. Yeah. Well, like you said, look, I'm, I'm straight white trash, dude. I grew up, <laughs> I grew up a sewer rat. I've been hit with many a bare fist. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah. And then that, that's not including getting, you know, while working, obviously people, people like to, to hit on us every now and again too. So, oh yeah. Um, it's not a boxing glove. I think is the most difference. I don't think I had from what I experienced, I, I don't see a huge difference between MMA glove to a bare fist. I think the only thing that could really change is the, the impact it has on our own hands. Mm-hmm. Not so much what it does on actually getting hit. Obviously there's cuts that play in, play more of a factor, right. but as far as like, is it a more harder punch or a more powerful punch? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. You know, I would say MMA glove to bare knuckle as far as what it feels like is uh is pretty it's pretty equivalent um the difference is what it does to the puncher's hands that's my that's my experience in my opinion so making this transition now they say and i i kind of agree with this i probably not more so agree with it than not that a bare knuckle hit is safer for the person getting hit rather than the person's hands hitting it because you're not being able to just continuously pummel on somebody because now you keep hitting them, your hands are going to break, you know, or it's, it's a, I don't want to say a quicker knockout, but you mentioned, you know, the cuts can come a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. The brows, obviously you're going to, you're going to get cut. Um, I would say the only, if, if, it, if a guy knows what he's doing, fighting bare knuckle and my trainer right now, Kenny Stevens, the dude's he's, Freaking tailor made for this more that's so than good, that's a good team. last name. So you know, <laughs> Kenny is we're doing we're working a lot of things. You know what I mean? If obviously getting hit here with a bare with a bare knuckle, it's bad, right? But mm-hmm. if they're hitting you up here, it's gonna be bad for them. That's bad for them, right? <laughs> so you got that, that's little small things that you gotta you gotta be able to know about, and that's just moving your head properly. And then this isn't boxing. This is obviously this is boxing, right? But this isn't gloved. Right. right. So if we can if we can learn to do those types of things and wh- where to accept the hits, I think we could be we can really use that to an advantage if you know kind of what how that could affect the the person's hand. So there's little tools that we're working on and tricks we're working on that I think to be pretty good. But the way honestly, this isn't like to, to say I'm just if you anyone knows about me as a fighter, I've I've one punched a lot of a lot of cats. Mm-hmm. You know, so could I hurt my hand? Sure, but it ain't going to come from landing 10. <laughs> it's going to come <laughs> from one good one. You see what right. I'm saying? So, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I, it's, I'm not thinking about that. You know, it's, there's there's certainly – it's a dangerous sport, cuts, breaks, and things like that. But, you know, that, that just comes – that comes with the territory, and we all know that. Um, but, yeah, it, it is what it is, I guess. Precision is absolutely key in bare knuckle. Hundred percent. You do not have those padding. That's to right. Have extra blocking. And believe it, that that is that is a that is legit focal point of training. Mm-hmm. Is where not to punch and where to maneuver our heads to get punched in. Yep. If you think you're not going to get punched, you're stupid. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get hit, but where are you going to get hit? Right. Yep. That's if we control that, I think we're we're okay there. I like it. I like it. All right. Rapid knockout session. So right, what do I do? I do this with all the fighters that I talk to, rapid knockout, five questions, absolutely nothing to do with fighting. You ready? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> First question, favorite food? Uh, 
Italian stuffed shells. I like it, man. See, I'm a Sicilian. I like that. I like the <laughs> pasta. Uh, so, okay. Other than combat sports, what's your favorite sport to participate or to watch? Football. I played uh, football in at the college level at Southeastern Louisiana University, so that's okay. football for sure. So who's your NFL team? Are you a New Orleans Saints guy? Oh, all day. Ah, who Seven that, days right? a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Fly Eagles fly guy, so I'm sitting on the bottom yeah. of the barrel right now. Okay. Hey, they, just, they might have something going on. They just got rid of Wentz, huh? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He came here to Indy. Now he's in my backyard. So Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite music, whether that be genre, artist, group, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. I like, I'm, I'm like punk. I like punk music. That's my favorite. Who's your favorite ba punk band then? You said you're 35, so I, we're close in age. So I know that there's a there's the used, years. The used, I like the used a lot. Um, I'll be corny. Blink 182s, old Blink 182 is good. The used, um, Jimmy Eat World. I like how you said the old mm -hmm. Blink 182. Okay, not the new one. Good job. I'm talking Tom DeLonge and and you know and and, and Mark Hot. Those guys. That's that's what I want. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, other than fighting and training, what's your favorite hobby? Um. Other than fighting or training, I mean, I, I would say filmmaking stuff, you know, video editing. I used to, you know, dabble in those, you know, been in a few movies. So that would, that's, that's probably my favorite hobby. Whoa. Wait, wait. Oh, elaborate on this. The Philly Kid. That's all I'm telling you. Check it out. Google it. The Philly Kid. I am. Right, that's that's my little uh, one of my little roles I did there. So okay. cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up and I'm gonna message <laughs> him, be like, okay, I watch it, and I'm gonna tell you something so you know mm -hmm. I did watch it. All right. <laughs> uh, whether this be an athlete or a personal, you know, uh, a personal relationship that you had growing up, biggest role model. Ooh, that's a that's a you on the spot with that one, dude. Um. That's my job, man. I'm not mainstream media, but I pulled some out of there. <laughs> Biggest role model. Um, but if you got two, I'm gonna, you, know, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be super traditional here. With my beliefs. I'm, my biggest role model and how I and how, how I lead my life is a uh, is Jesus Christ. That's my biggest role model. Hey, that you know, can't say anything different about that. You know, mm. he was the man. That's it. All right, Scott, the Irish Spartan, O'Shaughnessy. Give your shout-outs, your sponsors, anything that you want to talk about. This is your stage, brother. You know, I, I, the main thing, look, I've had a lot of support locally for me for this fight. Um, obviously, my management team, Devil's Advocate Management, um, the Fight Sports Focus podcast was has been real helpful for me, the um, Team Reaper for my clothing and everything like that. Um, law enforcement, military. I mean, I, I know what it's like to do that for a living. And um, the support that I've gotten from the law enforcement community, especially my own department, has been huge. It's not every day that you get support from people to to take away from kind of what you do for a living and 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 be able to go step into this environment and not worry, worry about any sort of consequence to it. You know, I have total support. It's pretty cool. So, you know, I've. I'm, I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, this fights for it's, it's not, you know, I say dedicated to that, but that's, that's certainly heavy on my, on my, on my mind as far as, uh, representing law enforcement in a really honorable, uh, and professional way. So that's, that's it. 
All right, man. I appreciate taking the time out to join me on a little one-on-one -on -one here at Combat Zone. Folks, again, Scott, the Irish Spartan O'Shaughnessy, March 19th, going up against Melvin Gillard in his debut Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship fight. Scott, thank you again. You're always welcome back here on the Combat Zone. And you better not come back to that, uh, that precinct or that office Bust it all up because I'm sure <laughs> no, no nobody are going to give you all kinds of shit if you look worse than you normally do on a daily basis. You're probably right. They'll, they'll they'll definitely bust my balls for it. No pressure. No, hey, no, I, gotta, no. I gotta keep my face. I gotta keep my face pretty, dude. So well, you know that we'll goes see. back to that. What is it? The Magic Mike thing? Team Magic Mike? What mm -hmm. is that? What is that? Is that like the is the the Hollywood Pretty Boy Fighters? What is this? <laughs> I don't know, man, but I'll I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll I'll accept it. All right, <laughs> all right, Scott. Thanks again, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you for serving for us, and we look forward to seeing you March nineteenth and uh, having that hand raised. That's it, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I look forward to talking to you again, man. Thank you. All right, sounds good. I'll get a hold of Nick over there after the fight, and we'll get you a yeah. post fight talk. All right, brother. Thank all right, you, guys. Everybody, see you guys later. Check out bwsports1.com for all the hap hap happenings, and we are out. Peace. Later.